Today's show is brought to you by FreshBooks.com. Get a 30-day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hello and welcome to the Movie Gang Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Newman, and by the rules of the Fast and the Furious, I am a podcast host, but if this series continues on, I'll probably be like some sort of uh, international terrorism expert by the end of this, because that's Mm. how movie franchising works. (laughs) I'm joined here, of course, today by Ben Haworth, who is an editor in Hollywood, and by that logic, by the time this podcast is over, he'll be an international uh, computer. He'll literally be the greatest hacker in the world. How are you, Ben? (laughs) I'm doing well. Yeah, I mean, loot. Ludacris went from like pretty good at making stereos yeah, so to be like, like to be one of the like, best actors in I the world. So right, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm also joined this week by our lawyer extraordinaire who no longer gives legal advice on air, so stop sending it, it to me on Twitter. Uh, Sean Solis, how are you? Hey guys, yeah, by the by, by Fast and Furious logic, we're all in the top 10 most wanted list on motherfucking Interpol. Right, no, he's so. literally an international like lawyer that's getting us out of trials, and Ben is hacking into governments, and then of course we're joined here by Peter Dancy. Uh, Peter, what do, you, what do you do now, and what what is it going to be in the future? I, what do I do now? Retail? In the I, don't, I don't know, I ran out of ideas, I ran out of ideas, and I really didn't want to stick you with the ludicrous I didn't, thing. I didn't know either, I was just like, I don't, I was like I, what, what else do we need? We have the hacker. Like, we ha- I we played. Have- I played with Hot Wheels once. I'm an international car racer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically like- Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, he'd be undercover secret agent. I'm just, oh yeah, he'll be, the- be honeypotting dudes left and right. Like, let's, oh let's yeah, be yes. there we go. <laughs> and they never expect it to. They're just like, wait, who seduced you? That guy. Wait, that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah How yeah. I don't yeah, know. That's right. <laughs> I just woke up and there he was. And I'm not complaining. Well, if you can't tell this week, we list we went and saw the fate of the furious. I cannot fucking believe I'm saying this, but the eighth Fast and the Furious Dude, movie. How did we get it's just, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's just it's just ridiculous. It's like you, you talk about it and you're like you're like, We're here. There are eight Fast and the Furious. This is like like and years ago. They made and, jokes about there being too many of this movie when there was three. Can you imagine and, uh, making Not only is it the eighth when like it should be like, you know, they moved out to eight Friday the thirteenth movies, but guess what? The eighth Friday the thirteenth 13th movie didn't break the record like Fate of the Furious did for the highest worldwide opening gross of all time. It I don't. The Force Awakens for the most money a movie's ever made in its opening. I'm sorry, worldwide. like right. that's not adjusted, not adjusted because adjusted. No, is but still... like adjusted, like don't see me start adjusted. I, I know, <laughs> that's I know, a whole because like Gone with the Wind is not fair. Essentially, no, it's just a whole. I'm not doing that. I mean, right the, I mean, the funny thing <laughs> for me is that, is that like even with that fact, I'm just like I refuse to believe it. Like this is one of those times where I'm just like the facts are wrong. It they have to be wrong well it's because yeah. like we'll get into it more post trailer things but like this movie actually they just suggested and it did made less than 100 million opening weekend in america so for a movie to break these crazy records to open under 100 million in america is crazy which proves like 
it 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 beat the foreign opening weekend by over 100 million for yeah. uh, Jurassic right. World. Like, right. These movies and, overseas and are fucking big deals. Right. And and it's going to continue to shape, you know, we talked about it forever, but this is the reality is like these movies are going to continue to shape um kind of the future of cinema and that's the thing they're translation movies and they kind of have different expectations of american translation and they don't really need as much a solid story as they do need the action and the action really really can sell over there and that's just the uh and that's kind of what we're starting to provide and it's really shaping our market but we're gonna get it to that we gotta get to that. <laughs> it's like we gotta get before like i mean I, I hate to say this like you know the thing that's gonna come up later on for me is that the most interesting fucking thing about this movie is fucking that it's you know it, it, the, its existence and its wider purpose and point in the general uh, Fast and the Furious franchise as well as its existence on this earth. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. It. You will have to explain that to me. <laughs> it's 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 weird. It's weird. I get it, but it's kind of we just it it's becoming way. beloved in its own weird way. You know, because. But, uh, but let's go ahead and move on to Trailer Corner. We had two massive trailers this week um, that we're going to talk about. I know there's a bunch of other stuff that we're not going to get to. But first up, the Thor Ragnarok trailer. We did pretty good on this one on Twitter. I got retweeted a bunch when I because uh, I, I got it right as it came out. Yay. So it was uh, nice. It was great. Um, but uh, yeah, what did you guys think of this trailer? I enjoyed it. Was it was pretty like, freaking gorgeous. It was just a beautiful trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like this since is... Suicide Squad, like, the trailers have just upped their game, and then we're, like, having all these great classic rock songs playing in the background. Like, I just, just fucking yeah. love it. Yeah. And, and, and it's more to... Go ahead, I was, Peter. I was just going to say, like, I, I, I figured Sean would love it for the classic rock alone. Like, just... Like, I heard that song, and I was just like, where's Sean? I need him to name this song for me. <laughs> i would if i i saw it on friday it's been too long i don't remember yeah, which one it was true. yeah no it's uh i think i think it's for my purposes it was like ape like you know this movie is aping the shit out of guardians and for me that's like it's amazing it's exactly what we wanted to happen when when guardians did so well we're like yeah you can go weird with it we're here for you right <laughs> like, yeah no and colorful and i think it's a good idea because i think but i think both thor movies made decent money but I wouldn't be surprised if their testing shows that people care very little about Thor movies, you know? Yeah. And well, I think even Captain America movies, like initially, like they took it in each of the Captain America movies is vastly different. Which I appreciate very much, yeah. 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 And and that's the thing is that they're able to make new movies. Like even the last Iron Man was was desperately a different movie. Um, which is kind of what they've kind of figured out is that they can't like, you know, when they remake the same movie and make it just different enough, you end up with Iron Man twos and uh, Thor two a little bit, uh, but still. Um, but I think I think this is exciting. I think it's good. I think Hulk Thor crossover is going to be amazing. I think Kate Blanchett is fucking fire in Dude, this. She's yes, just she's like a, she looked amazing. The first, the first MCU female villain, which is very exciting. Oh, that's good. That's good. And it also it always what for whatever reason Thor generates our best villains. <laughs> like yeah, like <laughs> they're, very remember, they're very visually interesting, but I can't remember a fucking thing about Chris Ferguson's. Yeah, Chris Ferguson wasn't one. a great villain, unfortunately. Oh, even yeah, though he's, he's a really good actor. Yeah, just, he uh, was a little on the bland side, to be honest. You you forget yeah. that there was so much shit going on in Thor too. Like it, Thor two <laughs> is a weird ass movie. When you think it becomes about it. portal by the end of that movie. It's yeah. a weird movie. Yeah, no, they need true. to yeah. they need to come back from that. I don't know. It just it, Thor two didn't do it for me. They need to kind yeah. of come back. No, I agree. From that one, I, I agree. Which, which is like why, it's a buddy cop movie for like half of it. It's really weird. Yeah, which, which is which is why I think they realized with with with, the, with this one with Thor Ragnarok, they were like, you know what? You know, after the, after the success of Guardians, we can have fun 
Like, like yeah. we can actually do that, guys. Even even with our godly characters. Plus, it's, it's also a, it's a it's good that MC is still doing the thing of like taking bits from from famous comic book lines. Like <laughs> everyone knows they're never going to do a Planet Hulk uh, movie because right. too goddamn weird. But at least you take parts of it and put it into this Thor movie. And, and, and like let's be honest, we, we you know talking about Hulk and the Planet Hulk scenario, Planet Hulk is literally just a Conan comic, like a Conan the Barbarian yes. comic. <laughs> true. It's yeah, and, very much, and it's very all much. it is. It's a Conan the Barbarian comic in space, and I'm so here for it. If there's not a scene of like you know him hulked out and they're just being like green alien babes on him, like as a gladiator, <laughs> like, if yeah. it doesn't happen, I'm going to be very upset. Oh, like, one of the main, main characters in Planet Hulk is a girl who can actually have sex with the Hulk while he's hulked out, and like it's a big deal for him Ugh. that he can have sex with someone. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know. And they like they like literally like show it sort of off screen or I guess off panel, and it's like ba boom, ba boom. Stop it! No, it's, no it's really one bizarre. Needs to see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it came back to me. The song is "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin. And yes. uh, fun fact, ah, uh, yeah. Also, also on the trailer for uh, the David Fincher uh, "Girl with a Dragon Tattoo" of all things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the yeah. that trailer for uh, "Girl with Dragon Tattoo" is still in the best trailers of all time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's go Seriously. ahead and move on to. Uh, I mean, the actual biggest trailer of the week, um, which when Thor Ragnarok is outshadowed, it's a pretty goddamn That's big true. deal. Uh, but uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, Episode Eight. Eight. Yep. Eight. Yeah. Eight. Episode yeah, eight. We're eight. Yeah. I can't. I don't know why I can't. I don't know why I can't remember ever at this point now. It's three sets of trilogies, man. They stopped putting the numbers in the the titles. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I that's mean, that's like, fair. I wouldn't. I, mean, like, I like, wouldn't have been able to read the Roman numerals. Yeah. Anyway. Like, it, like it's technically um, <laughs> not as episode eight. But, like, just like, you know My friend is so shitty at that. I have a friend who's just awful at that. <laughs> it's just like I don't know. It really once you get past like six or seven, I'm kind of done. Until you get to ten. Sorry, listen, we're not, <laughs> that was facts. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this was kind of weird. Um, and I I had a kind of a soapbox on this one. Uh, this trailer is emulating kind of that first Star Wars trailer, uh, that first new Star Wars trailer for Episode Seven. Um, that is probably one of my favorite trailers of all time where they just have shots of x-wings going over the lake yeah. and you know and finn you know pops up and he's just like <gasps> breathing really really hard and made all those jokes about him needing an inhaler and all that stuff <laughs> which is just so depressing. which is accurate he breathes very heavily but it's 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 uh it's it really it's it's an awesome trailer and it's one of those things it's like every time i see it it's like even even now it's like a taser to my spine and i'm like holy crap there's, a, there's <laughs> such like, an exhilaration to it uh yeah, and I think they're trying to copy that, and it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me the second time, and Not I think the fully. reason is, it the reason is is before like I didn't know what any of it was, and so it was so fun to pick it apart. But I know what's happening so much more in this existing trailer, and it's like there's nothing new here that I didn't already kind of suggest was going to happen. And for me, that, like, it doesn't have that same power. Like, they have shots of shit flying around. It's cool. But the Battlefront 2 uh, trailer was more exciting for me than, than <laughs> oh, this oh, one. Oh, wait. Wait, pause. Uh, they released a trailer for Battlefront 2? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got Things hot, sexy, uh, like, uh, and for whatever reason, every time there's, like, a like a lady in the Empire, she's so British, and I don't understand why. Yes. Um, <laughs> to to, be, to be fair, though, Jack, um, it's, it is only April, and this movie comes out in December, so there's right. a lot of time for them well, to... Yeah. Uh, and to will. be fair to Jack, 
by this point we had three trailers for the force awakens and this right. is our first so like they have been True. much slower at this like right and yeah, i think there's a reason for that because everyone's hype is uh is, is up there after the force awakens well exactly so. <laughs> i think the force awakens had to prove to you hey trust us you know like there was a very it stars we joke now that there's no way it could be a gamble but it kind of sort of was a was. gamble and there was it a worry was. That, that that people were just so turned off from the prequels and yeah. time away from the franchise that no one would care and now that the last two have made 500 million domestic and way more they're like ah you're gonna see it <laughs> you know like, <laughs> wait till april who cares you fucking care like this is the one the uh, other the- I, I agree this, this trailer doesn't have enough uniqueness for me to kind of remember it but right. i will say the thing that makes me hopeful is the thing that is interesting to me is that I think part of the problem is it's just the same place we've seen from the end of seven, which is like so much on the right. uh, the right. island, and so either that means they have very little shots to show, or yeah. a shit ton takes place in the island. We're going to get a lot of good character development, hopefully, right. from which is great. Luke and Ray, which is right. kind of great. So yeah, I mean, if that's like that, a weirder, yeah. more toned down, harder to kind or, of visualize movie, that's kind of exciting. But maybe it's just another to show. Another possibility too is is considering that like as close as they sticked in seven to the original series, are they going to try to include some death defying twist in this movie, and it happens earlier in the movie, and they're trying to not hint it to its existence? Right. That's, I mean, that's fair. just looking at like the poster for this movie, it looks like it's going to be super dark, uh, right? And you know, you've right. got the director of Looper. And it makes sense because, like, the middle movie is always, like, the I think, generally speaking, the darkest one of the trilogy. Right. Uh, so There's no way Luke isn't going to die. I would, yeah. That's probably fair. Like, yeah. and I don't even mean that mean. Yeah, like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's a spoiler. I just mean, like, just from, like, a like a structure perspective. Like, he's he'll be the last Jedi and Rey will be something different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's setting up this whole idea that uh, the, the very idea of Jedi is disappearing. And the one thing I think is interesting about this trailer, which is possible, is that there is a possibility that the entire reason, whether incidentally or retconned, that Force Awakens was so much like A New Hope was that it was going to be consciously addressed in the next episode. It kind of makes me excited. And that's my hope. And so interesting thing is that there might be like, this shit keeps repeating itself and I'm so fucking tired of it. And the idea of Luke being like, I've seen this happen. It's going to happen again. I'm done with it. No more Jedi. Fuck it. Yeah. Question for the group. Uh, do you guys think this movie has to live up to The Empire Strikes Back as being like the middle movie in this in this saga? Uh, I think it has it? to live up. Sorry, you go first, Jack. <laughs> no, no I, I, I hate that. I fucking hate that. I, 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 uh, I after the last movie, literally, all I want this movie is just to be a new thing. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people want that, and I also think I think the fact that people aren't very excited for Colin Trevorrow to be doing episode nine, I think people just want this one to be the most artistic and creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like and, it, and the question you, you is, can have your like, kind of Jedi Richard Mark one hack for hire kind of right. thing. Yeah. If the middle one is interesting and gets you there. Yeah. I mean, I mean for, for me, for, for me and from my perspective, I would say that, it would have to live up to Empire Strikes Back in terms of impact, like imp- impact to the audience, like because you because you watch episode you, you you watch episode five and it hits you in your gut so many times with what happens in that film, and so I think if there's anything that it has to live up to, just as a Star Wars film, period, overall, generally speaking, 
that would probably that would probably be what the last Jedi has to do. I think that's fair. Yeah, because I think yeah. uh, oh god, I guess it was seven. It was just a very tight movie, and it was a lot of fun, and like there were a lot of throwbacks to A New Hope, and I kind of had like the same experience. I know, uh, Jack, you didn't like this. You didn't like Seven as much as A New Hope, but <laughs> almost I mean, famously now. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it still did the job. My mother for a lot of gets folks. mad at me about that. Did you guys know no. that? My mother like doesn't listen to our cast, but she like looks up my scores and gives me shit about it. And it's funny too. She literally like search. She's like, we have a talk about a movie, and she'll pull up her computer and she'll search like our like MGP page. She'll literally like. Search the title of the movie and when the initial pop into the episode go down to the script notes and find where my score is and then will give me shit about it <laughs> so that's great that's awesome yeah yeah but the i uh i, I don't like episode seven because it's a callback i agree with ben one of the things that we forget about star wars is that star wars in context would not be <clears throat> i really highly believe that episode four would not be as memorable outside of the cultural context of the other two movies mm. um because I it's not that. it's not and it's so weird in retrospect just be like you know without knowing that ben kenobi or like aniskin skywalker is darth vader's son it's just weird that ben just sort of shows up and grabs him and takes him off and he shoots down the death star and ben was just there on the planet this ancient jedi it's all just like a sequence of events that's kind of like strung together uh to make it happen and it, it there's plot holes and all this other shit in it um that are fixed in later movies <laughs> and that's and it's one of those things that you're just like outside of the cultural context of the trilogy you know there's issues and i agree that as a whole the star wars canon as in those three movies are great even if six isn't as good as it could be but the jabba palace sequence is amazing and that's the thing is like they even out to the cultural context behemoth that it is and one of the things that like ben his point is amazing is that if it takes this in a different direction and kind of changes our opinion and the first film was a setup for this film and they actually are doing something well that would just be fucking huge because mm. then you can like sort yeah. of and that's what i'm wondering if it do you're right i don't totally agree with the assessment of star wars but i get your your point and it's like well if they explain why Rey is so good at the Force, then the whole you know argument about why she's so good at the Force in Seven goes away, and things like that, you know. And maybe right. it's retcon, but maybe it's just always sort of narratively built in. And Ryan Johnson did give J.J. Abrams notes on what he wanted to do for Eight to like kind of leave seeds for yeah. for him to to make his story, you know. And like presumably, Colin Trevorrow's told Ryan Johnson to put a few seeds for his story he's going to write. So it's like right. they are hopefully trying to write. Each one has their own vision for what the Star Wars they wanted to be, but hopefully there's enough narrative Which, know, strings yeah. to not make yeah, it feel yeah. like three completely different movies. And, and, and this is Disney, and they're the masters of that. So I, I have no doubt that they have. Like it would, it would surprise me beyond belief if they didn't tee this up perfectly. Like it's Star Wars. Like, <laughs> like I, I just don't believe that they haven't sat down with like the best writers of a generation in a room and Mick and like, you know, and ran through a hundred different drafts of what the outline of the three movies were. Yeah, no, totally there's no so. way that didn't happen. Cause it, you know, time and that sort of effort is super cheap. Like I'm sure Disney, like literally there's a closet full of writer skeletons and they just oh, like, goodness. like put them, then put like, they're like in the chairs and their feet are strapped to a fire. Yeah. Oh, God. I, 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 
I do think, yeah, that there's that possibility. And I think the thing with seven is my big defense of seven, though I agree it's not as good, is it had to please everybody. So it kind of had to be oh, yeah, a yeah, little bit of a mess. I, like it had to make $800 billion to justify all the money spent for Star Wars. And it had to like make everyone happy and make everyone forget about the prequels and like step on a million eggshells, you know, like, and you get kind of a bland movie when you do that. So my hope is now like, okay, you guys, you're going to make $500 million when you slap the name Star Wars on anything. Yeah. Let's yeah. do something interesting. Do something interesting. And, 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 and really I, I will it. agree with you. I will, I would forgive it a lot. Uh, for teeing up a better movie, which is what episode four does, and five is amazing, and four is great too. I don't, I agree with it. The four out of context is sort of like a cultural retelling, and it's literally like the, the zeitgeist is so tied in with Star Wars episode four. Like, I can't, like, I can't really make that. I agree with you, Ben. I can't go back in time and make that sort of justification of it, you know? Right. I think you just kind of had to talk to people who were there yeah. you know what i mean like, exactly it's like i wasn't there and i agree with you the the bigger point is i'm saying like there are plot holes and and i'm saying like the inclusion in a trilogy makes that movie better yeah it makes it a lot deeper like that's right thing. right Star Wars Deep, one is a deeper very lean, deeper it's a very lean surface level movie and right new hope right. makes like good empires when you actually care about characters and right and and, and if they do that that's gonna be great and they sort of they don't have to but it would it <sighs> I guess it's there's a lot because we know the the kind of the the score as fans. I think it, it's getting to the point where we really sort of have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's let's move on. We already spent way too much time on fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save ten percent on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. To save two percent on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com backslash gang and enter promo code Bridge Ten for ten percent savings. Loot Crate is a service that'll send you a free present every month. Well, not a free present, but a present every month with uh, with <laughs> different themed boxes associated to different sorts of uh, loot and uh, kind of uh, geek memorabilia, all sorts of things from T-shirts to uh, you know different Doctor Who associated items. Every month, there's going to be a new box that'll come out, and it's kind of like getting a present. You get like a new things and you get it like a lot of things it's like a group of people that just sort of collaborate to put together kind of just a lot of cool items and you would never get you know the value of the existing box is always greater than the price that you pay for it and it's kind of like a surprise you know it's kind of this new thing with like bark box and everything that's taken over the world it's like you know you essentially you know give yourself a present and you don't know what it is so it's kind of it's it's a lot of fun for me again to save 10 percent on any new subscription go to trylootcake.com backslash gang that would really help out the movie gang podcast Podcast. Again, that's trylootcrate.com backslash gang to save 10% on any new subscription. Enter promo code BRIDGE10 for 10% savings. Thank you very much. And now on to the fate of the Furious. Okay, with Dom and Lenny married, Brian and Mia retired, and the rest of the crew exonerated, the globe-trotting team has found some semblance of a normal life. They soon face an unexplained challenge when a mysterious woman named Cypher forces Dom to betray them all. Now they must reunite to bring home the man who made them a family and stop Cypher from unleashing chaos. I know that's a. I, I honestly, for a second, when I started reading, worried that I'd gotten like the wrong Fast and the Furious <laughs> oh, oh, movie <laughs> summary. So I was like, when I really saw like Cipher, I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, there are eight of them, so it's yeah. Like, I mean, totally I mean, uh, at least four of them can be summed up with 
the gang must come back together when a sinister force threatens them all. You know, that's also family. That's important. A couple also, of family is the most important thing in the entire planet. Don't ever doubt it. Oh yeah, to uh, to quote, how did this get made? When you're here, you're family. That's this should be the motto <laughs> of Fast and Furious. I uh, I, this is this is interesting. I, I I you know I love I love how Vin Diesel says it, family. Um, <laughs> but he does, he does, he says it. His pronunciation like it moves on through the movie, family. Like it gets even worse. I think this is a bizarre fucking movie. It's crazy. It's, I, it's I, I like, love it for that for that exact reason. It, I'm not gonna lie. It's even more bizarre to me than the previous movie. I get, I get kind of like the Fast and the Furious. It's it's kind of this joke where we're like we're slowly like you know increasing the voltage on what was the original movie, which is entirely the cultural context of that movie is gone. World like it was, it was done it, in a period of time and just the existence of the scene yeah. that it was done for is just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It was a ripoff of point break that was trying to do 2001 things like, Oh kid, Latino kids apparently are really into street racing in 2001. Let's make a point break remake about that. It should have been just that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I, yeah. I, I watched the, the first fifteen minutes of the first the Fast and the Furious movie like maybe a month ago because I have because I've strangely only seen like four of them, like four of the eight now, and I just sat there like <laughs> jaw on like like my jaw on the floor because I'm like I have no idea what the hell I'm watching. <laughs> like it's and that yes, for me is why. This franchise is very interesting to me. It gives me a similar sort of love about the fact that it has existed for so long and gone through so many bizarre iterations like James Bond. James Bond, in a similar way, started so much more low stakes and so much cheaper (laughs) and so much not what it has become in various, various different ways. And then Fast and Furious is a similar thing where it's like it just keeps going and it should have died in 2001. And now, somehow, because there are seven movies that have played on TV around the world forever, it is now one of the biggest cultural things in the world. <laughs> like It's yeah. crazy to think, but this movie made a fuck ton of money it's, in it's 60 also, countries. It's a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah, so, It's also funny that you bring up Bond, because for whatever reason, putting a number on movies... Like inherently it's the makes greatest it feel, thing Bond ever did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing because like with Bond, it's like you you forget that there's like twenty fucking Bond movies. Like, yeah. Twenty four. There's twenty four <laughs> fucking Bond movies, and it's like you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like way less impressed with the Fast and the Furious franchise <laughs> having eight movies. But somehow it's even more ridiculous, and it's just like it's weird to me that like I'm gonna have a kid one day and he's gonna see fast 10 and that's gonna be his first one and i'm gonna take him back in time and he's gonna see the first fast and the furious and be like what the fuck is happening words jack because i expect nothing less <laughs> no like like what what do you even do you have you guys because i watched the other fast and the furious on tv the tone is just bananas and that's just the story of this movie is that we're coming is just that we're moving through time with this franchise and it's become this kind of like you know this powerful transformer style going to other countries kind of globe trotting international spy family team and it's just weird (laughs) that it's created this genre unto itself it's really just it's, it really it's like, it's like yeah. where is this so, core? It's, it's the craziest thing in Fast Five where and, and I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, Sean. No, I you're promise fine. This is my last point. 
No, I'm interrupting Sean. That's my problem. So I will, <laughs> I will cede the floor to Sean for this. But I just want to say the point that the series figured itself out was Fast Five, where, the, where Rock says, whatever you do, don't let them get into their cars. Like, it's Thor getting his hammer or fucking Captain America getting his shield. It's like, once they're in there, they're unstoppable because they're in cars. <laughs> like, that is what makes that series so crazy. It's like, they just straight up were like, they're superheroes, fuck it. And it kind of became brilliant. Okay. Right. Yeah, so this is like the first one of these fucking things I've seen, right? And I've like, I've resisted seeing this this franchise for such a long time just out of principle. Um, and and, <laughs> and like... <laughs> And seeing this movie was just a fascinating experience. So, like, the first scene of it was was awesome. It was just, like, completely different from the rest of the movie, right? So, like, they're in fucking Cuba, of all places, for God knows why, just to be in Cuba, I the guess. First, it was their honeymoon. The first movie to film in Cuba since... Uh, oh, and it was, it was a gorgeous scene, and it was just so much fun. Like, it was just absolute bonkers, and I was, like, rolling with it. I'm like, okay, cool, we're just gonna, we're just gonna have, like, a street race in Cuba. And I'm like, cool, that sounds great. And then it just, like, transforms into, like, a terrible Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> like we're talking we're talking like die another day bad and, and i don't codes. and i don't understand like it's like you know it didn't know what it wanted to do <laughs> like anytime there's like a submarine and like there's there's nuclear bombs involved and everyone's gonna die it just like it's trans it, it brings me back to like Pierce Brosnan bond <laughs> may, may, may i just say may i just say that I, I i like that sean brings up that for that verse that first scene and how it's like just so different so different from the rest of the film because honestly it reminded me of triple x return of xander cage which is why i which is why yeah. which is why i am now personally calling this movie the fate of the furious like i'm not even that I'm, I'm, I'm calling it triple x the return of cars because it's like <laughs> like just like just like just like triple x have that whole scene where he where he's racing down a hill Okay, now okay, okay, Fate of the Furious whole scene where he's like doing where he's doing the Cuban Mile, and then and and then someone just finds him and it's like we need you to come in. Why shit's going down? Save the world. Okay. <laughs> like I, I particularly enjoy that opening scene because I felt like it was a giant metaphor for the series as a whole because it's yeah. all about how in Havana they haven't been able to import cars forever so they take all these various parts like it's a bone engine inside of a car that works yeah it does you can make superhero movie about driving cars yeah you can and people will watch it it's like all about how this franchise is like down to a fucking bomb of like just it's packing in so much craziness that should not fit into this car that was built on a point bakery make and it, it, it somehow is exploding and on fire and still beating the slick fancy cool car that has been thought out a million ways to sunday and maybe that isn't exactly what the franchise is but that's kind of why i appreciate it is that it's like it's this multicultural team of people like as peter has pointed out it's the only fucking movie you'll ever see where a black guy and a black woman are the two main hackers of the group it is that's fair it it yeah. it, it, it has this like range of superstar talents for all big stars of their time and there's just something about it like it is cheesy and stupid but it is like my stories it is like i'm a grandma who wants to watch her <laughs> telenovelas it's like i just want my stories and my vin diesel and i just want to be happy no it's, it doesn't have to be anything and and that's the thing that's amazing about it is that we i feel like that's why it works is that we culturally have decided that it doesn't have to be anything and then it consistently is more than that yeah 
And that's where kind of my negativity on this one is, is because like the last one, I think executed very, very well on that with the inclusion of a new hero. Yes. And I think this one kind of goes off into dramatic territory that doesn't do itself it was, as well. That's my big promise movie is that after Paul Walker's death, you shouldn't make the plot then that Dom betrays his family. That should be like the tightest knit the family's ever been for this episode. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we don't have Dom in it, and then we just straight up are like, hey, Jason Statham, I know you killed our friend, but you, you're you cool now, I guess. Because you yeah, well, like, it's where, a little where does too that far. come from when he's back at the end and he's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> like, he, yeah. he just like delivers Dom's son. I was like, what are you doing? Like, this man <laughs> killed your friend like, like 20 minutes ago <laughs> in movie time. <laughs> that was the end of Fast and Furious 6. I remember that credit sequence. <laughs> yeah. <That's> amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess, like, for me, it's just like, the, like you know, we. It, it's also like the movie doesn't feel like a successor in terms of amp. It, it feels like it had a hard time amping up the action sequences. And that sequence with Jason Statham is amazing. Like, just for me personally. Like, I, I really liked all the set pieces here, but I'm curious. Yeah, I guess we'll start with the prison one since we've talked that one. Yeah. Well, is that what you're I, talking about? Yeah, I thought oh, I thought that was good. Though. Or him at the end when him, him, on, the him plane on the plane. Oh, that's such a good scene. Yeah, and then <laughs> the thing is, I, for me, like the action, like they they do like you know one of the things is they do a lot of like stunt choreography, and that's what the series is known for. But it's it's one of the things is when you compare it to something like XXX Xander Cage with Donnie Yen, who is just and no offense to Jason Statham, he's got great action chops, but Donnie Yen is just a better fucking martial he's artist. It's just yeah. It's just not a thing. Know. Like you know, yeah. kung fu, you know, the prince of kung fu cinema. You just you just don't do that. And it and he looks terrible in Xander Cage. And Jason Statham is shot so well in that airplane yes. sequence, yes. and it works definitely. so much better. Definitely shows a much better director. I was worried because F. Gary Gray isn't really a, an action director, but uh, though he did an Italian job, which is a very watchable. Yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I appreciate about these movies now. And and I think I'm just gonna have to deal with the fact that might be some more soulless, but. I do appreciate the fact that they apparently just kind of give these directors like here's two hundred million dollars. What's like four set pieces you've always wanted to do, and we'll figure it out, and we'll write around it. Like, right? And F. Gary Gray was like, I always wanted a car being chased by a hundred cars, right. and it's crazy. Yeah. It is a zombie <laughs> zombie car. Chase, and it's yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I forgot that that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was I get, maybe the that's the thing. This movie was like top. I was like, okay. Like when it's, when it's yeah. like yeah, when it's like yeah, we have a thousand of these cars in, in this radius. Get them all. You're like, really? <laughs> all thousand See, of these what, cars. What made the no sense in this episode is so stupid. They hack a <laughs> nuclear submarine. That doesn't happen. <laughs> Which like that's, it doesn't like someone has to push a lever. That's not how submarines fucking work. <laughs> we don't know that, Jack. So they, they should have like, the <laughs> They should have had the zombie car scene after the goddamn nuclear sub scene because like James Bond has done the nuclear sub scene like a hundred times. So and I and I thought like the zombie car scene was actually like kind of cool and original because I've like I've never fucking yeah, seen that before. Lot. That was great. So, yeah. nice. it's just like it, it, it the the buildup was really kind of weird to me because it's like it went from something that I hadn't seen to like you know the plot the plot of like every other action movie so yeah i guess i I guess for me like the thing is this is this is very action set piece i'm very against it because i'm against sort of action set pieces because i'm kind of like action movie starved at the moment for the action movie that i want and that's the thing is like that 
fight sequence with Jason Statham on the plane is what I want. And just comparing it to the Donnie Yen, literally exact same fight sequence on a similar plane. <laughs> uh, it just, it, it's just night and day. And for me, that's what it's like. You can, you can tell that this movie has chops and then it decides to kind of spend the majority of its time doing other things. And I, and I like, I like the zombie cars. It's a little bit forgettable for me. Zombie cars are probably in my, my top fast and furious set pieces that really was, that was the Re- one that i i really enjoyed the creativity of that and just the the sheer i appreciate these movies going to bollywood levels right. of ridiculous right. physics. <laughs> no i agree i agree <laughs> Which, like, when he when they when all the cars capture the other cars and shoot things that was into perfect. its doors <laughs> And then, like, he comes out, like, literally looking like a 90s wrestler in, like, this skull mask with a giant, like, fucking, uh, 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 chainsaw. He he basically basically looked like crossbones, like Marvel's crossbones, but instead of a gun. Right, it's exactly what it was. He's he's just a fucking supervillain at this point. Like, that's that's exactly what it was. (laughs) It has to be over 200 horsepower. No. It's over 500 horsepower. And I, and I will say this one is definitely... I, I could feel... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. We just always look at really so great. silly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I also like that they have to have a requisite... They always have to have a requisite race. So this one's actually a lot more interesting than the other ones. Sometimes they'll literally just be like, let's race real quick. Um, and then they always have to have the requisite car porn scene, which I don't get at all. Because, like, they'll always show a car that clearly car people will be like, oh, fucking kidding me? They have that car in this movie? And, like, I'm like, yeah. No. And that's the other thing is, like, where it feels like, for me, like, it feels like this series, like, you know, the most this series gets into car porn territory is Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift is is the most racy one. I say, Sean, if you want to see it, it's really a one about racing. That's the one. Versus, like, it's literally that movie is literally like a Rocky story styled race. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's yeah, it's Karate it really Kid is. and Han is Mr. Miyagi. Like, it seriously is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. No, it's fucking weird. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's fucking weird. weird uh, like that, that story happened in this franchise, and you can tell that the franchise doesn't know when the fuck it wants that to have happened. It's yeah, like, famously, they're never going to uh, involve that guy in the franchise again. He's never going to be part of the quote unquote family. <laughs> Um, you mean you, you mean you mean <laughs> he's, he's part of the family. Dom Dom's like I'm a beat killer. Yeah, but when does it happen in the timeline? Did it happen in between some of the other no, Fast and the Furious no, movies? No, see, here's the thing: you don't understand. Four, one, two, three comes out, and then after three, they decided three was just a prequel that was going to keep happening until Justin Lin was tired of making the movie. So it was after four, <laughs> then it was after five, and now it's technically after six. It makes sense. <laughs> so it's it's in between six and seven. Yeah, yeah. The, the order is one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight. <laughs> oh my god! Watch Fast Nine just be a prequel, and Dom is like oh. a baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, baby. I want this to be, be like... recorded. I have a prediction. I want to be recorded just in case I'm right. Go. I have a feeling in my heart that they're going to call Fast and Furious Ten FFX, and that's going to be the official title. Oh, and yeah, all the we Final Fantasy fans are going to be so pissed off. Because yeah. it's gonna be, right it's here. gonna be FFX, and I was like, "What?" And then, That's- and then I'll search it on fucking Google, and I'll never get FF10 again. Exactly, you're, you're, gonna, 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 so you're gonna get so many bros talking about how they love FF, FFX, and you'll be like, "Oh, Final Fantasy!" Be like, "What the fuck is Final?" If Fantasy? If they do that, they have to. And this is the other thing too: is you can tell sometimes that there are people on that writing staff that are super goddamn aware of what they're doing. Oh, they have to. Totally. Be. 
So. And that's the thing is like the reason I liked some of the other ones better is like the take sequence on the highway when they're making all the tank jokes. Like yes. they're that's aware. They made they're aware of what they are in their own franchise. And that's the thing is, is like that moment in the series is a lot more transportative for me. And like that's the thing is when I'm like when they kind of lift up the curtain a little bit more, I enjoy the series a lot more, I think. Yeah, doing a straight up not very ironic 80s movie <laughs> like 80s right. bond movies he said is, right is a bit much yeah and i think that's the thing is that for me like and, and I, i'm not saying this movie is bad i'm saying it's just like 10 percent less interesting than the last two i can agree with that I can yeah agree with that. yeah it's just just a little bit and i'm not saying it's gonna be bad i'm just saying like They've done what they need to do, and they need to like amp it up and make it more ridiculous. But it doesn't necessarily—you can't just make the cars and the explosions more interesting. You got to make the ridiculous more interesting as well. It has to keep getting more and more ridiculous until like, like honestly, this is a movie that like, if if suddenly something like Die Another Day happened and like one of the characters is surfing on a fucking wave and it's not the worst CG in the world, I would be there for it. It's like, you know, <laughs> care. Like, it's, and that's the movie. It's like, it's really like, we're going to, this is a movie where I will accept that happening. Like you need to push the envelope. And I guess they're not pushing it entirely because they got three more movies. So what you're saying is that one of them all of a sudden Two needs to just movies. bust out and become Johnny Tsunami. Exactly. No, no, no. It needs to go like full goddamn bananas by ten. Is all I need to say. Like, I just want them to like, like I don't know. Like, there's like it has oh, to like, be time travel or space. It has to be time yeah, travel exactly. Space. No, no. They literally have to time travel at some point. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dom race is so good, he travels back in time. Yeah, he goes so fast. <laughs> either in and there's like a CG Paul a Walker. Figure it out. Like they're so sad. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh God. I I I I still don't. Oh, I still don't. I still don't have any idea where the fuck I'm going to score this movie because I understand the broader cultural context, but outside of that, I still don't. I still don't like it. I, <laughs> like, I like sequences. I I, yeah. I actually know how I'm going to just. Uh, I actually know how I'm going to score this movie, <laughs> and I think and 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 um and Ben, at least for part of it, can, can probably guess because I already told him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you tell me? I forgot. I know. I, t- I, I told you. You'll, you'll, you'll know when I start explaining it. All right. Okay, okay. Okay. All right. One more. One more ad break for you guys, real quick. For you, the listeners of the Movie Gang podcast, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day free trial to give you the opportunity to try out their service. FreshBooks is what I use to do the books for the Movie Gang podcast and the Greater Tuscan Shed Media Network. It's an online service that allows you to do accounting. We need it because this shit is gone bananas. The Tuscan Shed Media Network, I'm trying to currently fold it under two existing businesses that I have, and I have never kept good notes up to this point, but FreshBooks is a great, intuitive, easy-to-use piece of software that allowed me to fold in all my various bills, invoices, and everything for both my personal photography business as well as the Tuscan Shed Media Network and to properly help me file taxes with my tax accountant. And so that way we were able to keep the Tuscan Shed Media Network on the air and we have not been audited. Woohoo! Or yet. I mean, we could still technically uh, get audited. I don't yeah, I don't think can. we will. We did everything good. <laughs> we did everything good. Thanks, because <laughs> you know why we did everything good? Sean, why do you think we did everything good? Was it fresh books? Yeah, it was fucking fresh books, motherfucker. That's what it was. It's fucking fresh books. I don't know. I don't know what Dom 
does for his accounting purposes. But if he's as bad ass at accounting as he is as driving cars, then he would use fucking fresh books. I want to see that movie. The The Fast and the Furious Accountants Edition. No, no, no. no. We call something like the Fast and the Furious (laughs) Excel Forward. It's like, you use QuickBooks? Get that shit out of here! <laughs> the try the Rock is covered in baby free. oil with like that green hat, you know? I'm like, I'm yes, things. please. <laughs> to try FreshBooks free for 30 days, just go to www.gofreshbooks.com and enter the Movie Gang podcast in the How Did, it hear, How Did You Hear About Us section or get a 30 day free trial at www.gofreshbooks.com. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> www.gofreshbooks.com backslash gang. <laughs> Go check that out. Woo. Woo. We're through it. We're good. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> what was it you said last week about my ad reads, Ben? Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your ad reads on the podcast with other people, not smooth. But your ad reads on your own, you have the smoothest radio. Oh, you, know. oh, you know what I've discovered? This is my actual thing. I record all of my ads at 7 a.m. now Ah. because I wake up and I'm a grumpy son of a bitch and I sound entirely different. And then Katie gets and Katie like he's like, why are you fucking recording ads at (laughs) seven in the morning? You fucked hard. Sorry. No, no offense to Jesus. No offense to uh, the differently abled. She's just a mean person in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. I love you, baby. Right there with her. I know. I, it, it happens. I'm there. All right. Let's go ahead and score this beeswax. Uh, first up, we have... Uh, let's go ahead and do Peter. Peter, what do you give? Okay. I'm giving, the this, movie, I'm giving this movie a 5.5 because it was stupid fun. I enjoyed my I enjoyed my time while I was in the movie. Granted, there, granted except for like a few key moments, there will, there will likely be a lot that I flat out do not remember or will not care to remember. But yeah, I, I I had I had a fun I had a fun time that I, that I was that I was in the film. But I will say that point five I am giving it is strictly because of what The Rock was wearing in the last scene on the rooftop oh. dinner. Yes, Ben sees That's exactly right. where I'm going with this. He's exactly where I'm going with this. Ben, like like um the Dwayne the Rock Johnson was wearing boots, blue jeans, white tank top. And a leather fucking oh vest. God. He basically looked like a daddy who was not at a leather bar on an off day. And I was like, I am here for yeah. all of this shit right here. He just needed that. Like hat, he man. really he just, just needed, needed the hat, hat, and I would have been so up perfect. in that. Uh, I would have been up in that theater just being like calling calling him sir. That's all he needed. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. You're welcome. I don't know how to handle this, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> I also said that uh, I wanted there to be just one joke I wanted in the movie, which is that he's like at soccer practice, and there's a whole bit about Dwayne Johnson as the coach of soccer practice, and then he goes like, he's like the the agent comes, he's like a lot of moms here for soccer, and they're all like staring at the mood. And I just wanted just one joke of like and a couple dads, and then just like a couple dudes like yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's like two or John, three. John, you're up next. Oh God, um, yeah, it's hard to like. I feel like by reviewing this film, we're taking it far more seriously than this film takes itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's 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 difficult. Um, you know, it's not like it's not die another day bad because like technology has improved since since Pierce Brosnan's Bond days. Um, 
you know, there were some there were some good moments. I, I agree that like zombie cars were awesome. Uh, Charlize Theron was in like a like a Metallica tank top, which was pretty cool. Um, yeah, what else happened? Uh, the first scene was cool. There's some cool spots. <laughs> I, I'll give it. I'll give it that. And there's a joke about uh, the Rock's uh, shirts being too tight that it's cutting off the circulation in his brain, which I also appreciate. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. With all that said, I think uh, can you give it, what, like a five and a half? I guess I'll go with like a four and a half. Oh, no. We'll go, we'll, we'll go with a five. We'll go with a five. Solid. Solid. <laughs> Solid reasoning there, Sean. <laughs> Next up is Ben. <laughs> mm, wavering between two, so I'll start talking and see where I land. So, <laughs> I think, uh, I'll, I'll figure it out as I talk. <laughs> uh, I'll figure it out towards the end. No, uh, I, I get that. <laughs> I, I do like this franchise a lot, but uh, part of why I like it is is, is the cheesy familyish elements, and this is definitely the least cheesy familyish that it's been since well three, and that's just because the characters weren't even in it. Um, so definitely of like the the revitalized batch uh, for sure, uh, which is a, it just sucks, and it isn't just Paul Walker; it's just like the way they set up the story and stuff, and just sets in a direction that's not my my personal favorite but i think it's still a very very fun series and and why i am going to assume i'm not going to say for sure because i haven't seen the movies but my assumption of why i'll probably like it more than transformers 5 is that from what i remember the original transformers i could tell what the fuck was happening <laughs> during the action it just felt like noise and cast those movies and i feel like these movies do have a vision for their set pieces which i really appreciate the the idea of zombie cars is a great vision and even if I agree with Sean that the the end piece is sort of old school. It's it's something I hadn't quite seen of cars versus submarine. That is a very different idea on a classic sort of submarine uh, Bond adventure sort of thing. And uh, I just appreciate this series for trying to at least be innovative with its giant blockbustery things and actually find the action very interesting, which I often don't for a lot of the things that do make a billion dollars. So. Uh, fuck it. I'm doing a seven. Wow. <laughs> I'm going that high. Oh. Damn. Damn, son. Damn. I, I enjoy these movies. They're ridiculous, and this will be the one you can hold for me for giving it to you. It's okay. I, I've, I've become... You have to admit, I've become better about doing this sort of shit with you yeah, guys. Yeah, we all, <laughs> so we we all, all have we all have We all have our humble pie that, that is served to us eventually. Yeah. Before you score, uh, Jack, can, I, can we just like point out that, that Charlie Theron's character's motivation was just like so lackluster? It was so bonded. <laughs> there yeah. was nothing. She had no motivation. <laughs> she was like, I just want the world to do what I, I want. And you're like, what do you want? I don't know. <laughs> and, and, and I don't understand wh- like Charlie's I swear to God sometimes I think Charlie's Theron like who, her agent just doesn't read scripts <laughs> that's the only explanation is that Charlie's Theron personally likes sci-fi but does not read the scripts like that's I don't know it's possible at the very least I did enjoy those scenes where it was just her it was just her and Dom and she was like talking all low and sinister and like bitch this is not what the fuck is going on I'm telling you this because that's what's gonna <laughs> like, happen I was just like okay I at least appreciate you're either this an and she does good at my my favorite cheesy villain thing which is like their plans are falling apart they're like watch which monster fire it's one of those things where she's either an evil super villain or she's like reading the radio hour on my, NPR my, <laughs> but the, the winner of that forever for me will be uh will be Chiwetel Ejiofor from uh, Serenity when like all the ships show up that's like my favorite moment 
in like maybe any movie where he's just like target the ships target the reavers target everything <laughs> why like, is no one ship. firing isn't that the line I don't, I don't yeah. know Wait, right, somebody let me go fire ahead, yeah, yeah, let me go ahead and screen it. Uh, let me say this so I'm going to be the lowest of everyone here uh, I don't think that means necessarily bad uh, and this is interesting I probably would give some of the other Fast and Furious at most like a 6 and maybe going towards a 7 with some of the more ridiculous ones so I agree with Ben entirely but at the same time I think that this is a weaker one of them and I think that's my perspective on them versus this is that this is not the one that I would I would kind of I wouldn't send people to this i'd like to see where the series goes but this is not something to get somebody into the series and it's not something that's really fascinating or interesting to me in a, a little bit and i kind of i think we're starting to see some of the tears and kind of the thing that makes it kind of hammy and fun uh and i think that some of the other ones are, are have like kind of the sass and the characterization maxed out a little bit more on a writing side which i think makes it a bit better so i give it a 4.5 um Fair. yeah which is just 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 under a neutral rating for me so yeah. uh which i don't even know why i say that because it's just all messed up at this point uh but overarchingly we gave it a 5.5 out of 10 so that's you know that's a that's a score it's yeah. a score, <laughs> yeah, it's a score. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really know how to i don't really know think that like and there's more movies there's some movies that like more define defy the score than any other and this one is this one's there like this this is it you know like I, there's no scoring fast and the furious especially since it's when it is at its best its charm is being a bad movie yeah it's charm is being like yeah, it's hard not to not a it's bad movie, but just corny. You know what I mean? Yeah, corny and ridiculous. And, yeah, not bad. I don't mean like a bad bad movie, but I mean like it's just it doesn't go in the same vein as like what you traditionally would think of. Yeah, and that's why it's hard to rate it like against Die Hard. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, two very like, different fuck. goals they're going like, for. Good God! Like, what are you what are you supposed to do? All yeah. right, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening. Uh, today you've been listening to Peter Dancy. Thanks for listening, guys. I love the, I love this group. Yeah, <laughs> you've also been listening to the song "Sweet Sounds" of his lawyerly voice. Uh, lawyerly? No, lawyerly. Lawyerly's a word. Yes, lawyerly's a word. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, Sean Solis, everyone. <laughs> it's been fun, guys. Thanks. <laughs> and of course, the smooth baritones of Ben Howarth. One last ride. One last ride. And I have been your host. Can I try to do my rock? What were you saying? Sorry. I was (laughs) trying to do my Vin Diesel sign off. Yeah. It's all about family. Family. (laughs) 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 Gotta be about that family. (laughs) Don't know why it cracks me up so much. Um, I have been your host, Jack Newman. Thank you for listening to the Movie Gang Podcast. If you want to head on over to TuscanShed.com, you can go to TuscanShed backslash www.tuscanshed.com backslash support us, where you can see a number of ways to help support the Tuscan Shed Media Network, which includes the Movie Gang Podcast, Animania, Geek Space 9, and of course, A Feast for Bros. Go check out all our other various podcasts. And again, from everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast, thanks for listening.